Good day, everyone. Welcome to the Pressure Point Podcast, Episode Two, and welcome to the AFL Season 2.0. We're back. We are back. We are back. How exciting! Footy's back. Um, you know, it just feels like it's the, the night before Christmas. It's fantastic. Footy hasn't been around for three months, so we've absolutely missed it. How are you feeling ahead of Thursday oh, night's game? Absolutely stoked. <laughs> no, really, really stoked. It was. Um, no, it was good. It was interesting with the break. I sort of, I wasn't, I don't know how excited I was for footy with no fans, I think now, but now it's the week of, everyone's getting, there's a bit of a buzz in the air. I'm excited. It's good, yeah. isn't it? It's oh, good. It's really and good. no better way really to start than like a, a big game between Richmond and Collingwood. No, exactly. Yeah, exactly right. No better way than a, a blockbuster. Yeah. Even if there is no crowd, I think it's just a good game to watch on the TV. So Absolutely. And there's Very a few, few big games this weekend as well. I think the AFL's really fixtured it well and um yeah they put some really important games a lot of a lot of games where teams are going to be under the pump early as well so looking forward to seeing how a few of those play out yeah definitely um see who did the work in the off season i guess you better uh, no place to hide for the players that didn't do the work so yeah it'll be interesting absolutely all right well let's get stuck straight into it shall we we've got um as as we said before the big game on thursday night between richmond and collingwood a potential grand final preview some might say well Definitely hope so. I mean, yeah. I think the AFL would hope so too. If they get some fans down to the grand final, it's Richmond Collingwood. They definitely make their bit of their money back after a loss of <laughs> revenue this season for sure. Uh, nah, very exciting for this game. Definitely. Um, obviously, two heavyweights in the competition at the moment, both sort of pushing for the you know pushing top four spots easily. Like you said, potential grand final preview. Yeah, very exciting things. We'll just to see what happens. What are you What are you expecting to come from the game? Oh, yeah, exactly right. I'm I'm expecting this to be. Arguably the match of the round. Um, I picked this to be my grand final this year, so it's going to be interesting just to see how the teams the teams pull up after the, the three months off. Um, both teams look pretty impressive in round one, um, in particular Collingwood. So it's going to be interesting to see how they go um, against a Richmond side who you know have been so dominant for three seasons now. So I am gonna I'm gonna tip Richmond just because it's just you just can't tip against them. Um, but yeah, at the same time, I'm very excited to see if Collingwood can can take a ride up to them and, and potentially uh, potentially win that one. And uh, hopefully, well, we're not sure at the time of recording. We're not sure if Mason Cox is going to play. <laughs> oh, don't get me <laughs> so started. My question to you is: Will he be the difference again? <laughs> oh, look, if he does play, he'll you know he'll um, he'll make it a bit harder for our players to kick a goal because he just stands on the mark. That's about all he does. Let me tell you, if I was seven foot tall like he is as well, I'd be a good footballer too, all right? He's that overrated. He's just tall. He's just tall. That's all he is. It definitely doesn't sound like you're over the, the 2018 prelim, mate. No, I'm not. He had one good game in his whole career and everyone still toots his horn and screams USA during the games. Oh, Honestly, oh. unbelievable. Oh, I'd understand fantastic. if he was a regular sized player, but he's seven foot. Yeah, so he yeah. should be doing all those yeah. things. And he's quite arrogant too, isn't he? Oh, the, oh, the way he struts when he goes, lines up mm. for a goal. Mate, yeah. if you get him past 35 metres, he's not kicking the goal. He won't make the distance. Yeah. So I feel like if he does play, good luck to him. As long as Richmond keep him sort of out of that 35 distance, 35 metre distance from goal, he's not really yeah. a threat. So what you're saying is if he plays, you lose. It's <laughs> <laughs> not what I was getting at. <laughs> I'm glad you interpreted it that way. Um, no, no, no. No, no. All right. Well, I'm going to assume that you're tipping the Tigers then. Yeah, I'm tipping the Tigers. I yeah. mean, one, because I'm biased, and two, just... 
like you said, it is hard to tip against them at yep. the moment. I try not to be biased to these sort of things, but I yeah, I just I just do think we'll win. I think the the break, not that it's favoured us, but I think if it's going to favour either one, I think it's favoured us a little bit more. I just feel like it gives some of our players a chance to recover. We've got a couple of older blokes, and they're sort of you know our top four. So yep. yeah, I think I think it'll, I think we'll be alright. I think Richmond will win this one. Yeah, yeah, I think the Tigers as well. All right, next big game. It is Geelong and Hawthorne down in Geelong for the first time since 2006 for the Hawks. Yeah, unfam- well. unfamiliar territory for them. Yeah. Definitely. It'll be, uh, I don't know, I think I think it'll be interesting to see how we go this one. I think the Cats have probably got their measure, especially down there. Um, not many teams come down to Geelong and beat them. Um, but it is the modern day rivalry, so there's it's always a bit different when they're playing Hawthorne. Yeah. Um, yeah, what do, you, what do you reckon? How do you reckon the Hawks will go coming up against Geelong over there? Yeah, well, I was going to say, like, if it was at the MCG, I'd almost tip Hawthorne, uh, considering that they had a really good round one game and they looked quite good um, in that game against Brisbane. So I probably would have tipped the Hawks if it was down at the G, but just Geelong down there in, in, in Geelong, it's just, it's they've got an extremely good advantage down there, which, you know, it's a bit it's a bit unfortunate for the other Victorian clubs, which I know a lot of Geelong supporters will probably hate me saying that, but, oh, like, they, you know, that, they... Playing down there, they're expected to win every game they play down there, no matter who they're playing. So, um, yeah, I think it's a, it's a really big advantage for them. Although it might be different with no crowd, but um, yeah, I, th- I still think yeah, Geelong should win that one. Yeah, I th- I think the Cats should win definitely. But like you were saying, with the um, the advantage they have playing down there, Cat supporters could argue the same for teams like Richmond playing at the G. I know yeah. a lot of people have been saying, you know, Richmond last year had nine their last nine games of the year at the G. Yeah. That's the reason why they finished, you know, higher up on the ladder but, and all that. It's Geelong playing all their games down there now, even finals, I was saying, if there's no crowds, uh, who knows, yeah. But Richmond aren't the only team that play at the MCG. That, yeah, that's true. That's the so, other thing as well. So it's yeah. it's a bit of a, yeah, tough one there. But well, As a council forward, I'd love to see us go back to Princess Park. You yeah. Know, like if Geelong can do it, why can't... You know, Carlton do it. Their ground's just as good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Might it's not fit as, much, fit as many people, but you know, it's still it's still a great ground that they even use in the preseason. So, but yeah, in saying that, I think yeah, I think Geelong will win down there. Do, um, I was gonna say, sorry to cut you off. I was gonna say, do you reckon it's the whole uh, Geelong Hawthorne rivalry is the best in the AFL at the moment? I know Carlton Collingwood is still the most traditional, but yeah. I, I almost reckon that Hawks Geelong have it. Yeah, it's probably the, the best modern day rivalry, I'd say. Um, they've arguably been the two most dominant teams of the of the modern era. Um, I think they've shared the most flags since about what, 1990 or something like that, or the 80s or something crazy. So they, they, they've shared a lot of flags. Um, yeah, and they, they hate each other now, don't they? They yeah, really do. So. I think so. The Kennet curse back in, you know, yeah. leading all the way back to then even. So yeah. um, there's a lot of blood between the two. So I, yeah. I still think the Carlton Collingwood one is probably more fierce. Um, it's just hasn't been as strong in recent years just because Carlton just hasn't been at Collingwood's level. Um, I think that, and that's probably why Geelong and Hawthorne are uh, considered massive roles because they've been the two benchmark teams for a long time and um, they've squared off in grand finals and big finals. So um, I think if Carlton and Collingwood get back to that level where they're playing each other in finals and it might be a different story. Yeah, I think yeah, I think tradition will sort of always take over when that happens. So, yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm in the same boat there. We'll move on. Brisbane Freo, um, the Lions sort of really disappointing in round one. Probably lost to a worse side. I would have thought they really probably should bounce back. Um, this one, how do you reckon they're going to go? 
up against Freo. I think they will bounce back this one, uh, Brisbane. They, yeah, they had a disappointing game against the Hawks, but I think up there, um, they've had three months to think about it. So I think they they'll bounce back. Um, I think Lockie Neal is going to dominate against his old side. He had obviously had an incredible 2019, and I think he's going to continue that form in 2020. And um, yeah, and give his old side a, a fair um, a fair smashing. So, and it's also Frio's first game in the Queensland hub too. So that'll kick, yeah, kick start right. their few weeks there. So, be interesting to see how they perform. But yeah, I think the Lions for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm tipping the Lions as well for this one. I think the Lions are just. I think it's just a better all-round side. Um, playing up in Brisbane as well is always handy. The Gabba, the Gabba, I mean, not that there's crowds now, but the way they use their ground up there, it's um, they, they use it really well. So I think there, the Brisbane, the Lions will get up as well. So yeah, all right. So Brisbane, both, both for both of us there. Both of us, yeah. Yeah. All right, and then uh, arguably the second biggest game of the round. Probably is, the most important. Probably the most important is um, is Carlton Melbourne on Saturday afternoon or Saturday twilight. So yeah. it's um, as a Carlton supporter, when I saw the fixture come out for this one, I was pretty excited. Um, considering, you know, Melbourne were quite poor last year, and we, you know, we almost rolled them as well last year. So I am excited for this one, and I think, yeah, I think the losers going to have a lot of pressure come under them. So it's a very important game for both teams. Um, I think the big news story leading up to this game is the potential debut of Harley Bennell. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think I know um, Melbourne are really eager to get him back on the park for this game so it'll be yeah. interesting to see if he gets up he would just be he's a match changer yeah. when he's at his best yeah. so 100%. if the D's can get him fit and ready for this game it'll be all the difference I feel and like you were saying it's really a must win for both clubs Yeah, um, they're both sort of teams that probably sh- uh, should be a bit better than they are I feel with their lists and all that so whoever wins this game is really going to have a bit of a confidence boost you know, going through the rest of the year so it's definitely a big yeah. game I think um, um, I think if Melbourne do lose though, they'll probably be the team that's under more pressure, and yeah. then in, in if Carlton compared to if Carlton lost, so um, I think the D's need to win that one. Um, but yeah, I'd love I'd love to see the Blues get up. Would be great. Oh, of course. <laughs> now, speaking of something you'd love to see, and I think a lot of other people are happy to see this as well. Eddie Betts back in the Carlton jumper. Jeez, it brings a tear to my eye. <laughs> Just thinking about that. Um, oh, he's arguably one of the most loved Carlton players of all time. Um, it's been six years now since he played with the Blues, so it's going to be an emotional return for him on Saturday. Uh, it's just a shame that we can't all be there to watch it, but um, it is going to be good, and I hope he kicks a bag as well. It'd be a great way to uh, kickstart his or re-kickstart his career with with the Blues. So um, that is exciting. It was yeah, it was a shame that he couldn't play round one with that injury, but uh, he'll be back out there this weekend. Yeah, I'm sure he'll rediscover Eddie's pocket back in Melbourne. So anytime <laughs> soon with his baggy oh, shorts, so. he'll be kicking goals. So. I hope so. No dramas. Now down to the showdown. Another big one, actually. We've got a good round this one. Um, let's first talk about Port Adelaide. I know recently in the news they've been wanting to wear their um, their jail, but the jailbird jersey with the um, the, the prison bars. Yeah. And Eddie Maguire's being classic Eddie Maguire's chucked up a bit of a stink about this. <laughs> of course he has. What, what do you reckon? Do you reckon Port should be able to wear it? I hear they're really only pushing to wear it in showdowns. So. Yeah. Do you think they should be allowed to? I think that I think it should be fine. Like it's that's their heritage, it's where they come from, it's where their club originated from, the Port Adelaide Magpies. So I don't see a reason why they can't wear it and you know, for special occasions like this one. Fair enough if they were playing Collingwood, you know, different yeah, story, like Eddie Maguire has a reason to pipe up, but I don't have a problem with it. And I think it's good that they can, you know, show their heritage and you know, I think the fans would love that too. Yeah, definitely. I think 
<clears throat> I think, like, as I said, Collingwood's let them wear it in the past for um, special occasions, etc. But I feel like for showdowns, it, I feel like they should be fine mm. as well. I mean, as long as they don't have the um, the magpie in their jersey like they used to, yeah. then I could understand why yeah. Eddie would be upset about that because yeah. the magpie is Collingwood's now. Yeah. Other than that, I see no reason why they shouldn't be able to wear yeah, it. Yeah, it's great. And it's also great to see um, to see Koshy and Eddie Maguire oh, go head to head as well. Clutch it's great, heads, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's it? It's uh, very entertaining seeing those two big egos go at each other. Oh, definitely. Now, um, also on the news, Andrew McLeod had some interesting things to say about his well, former club that he plays for, but he now works there as well. He was saying, questioning the club's culture. It seems to be a re- reoccurring theme for Adelaide at the moment. Um, the last couple of years, you know, from the pre-season camp to just things like that. Now, Andrew, now you know, one of the club's greats, almost the best ever player to ever wear the Adelaide jersey is coming out and saying this. What do you reckon? Uh, things need to be changed down in Adelaide? It's interesting, isn't it? It's, um, yeah, this culture that Adelaide keep getting the news about just, you know, keeps getting questioned all the time. So, um, for a, yeah, for a grade of the club to come out and say what he did is, is quite concerning. Um, but you can sort of understand where he's coming from because a, a lot of ex-players have come out during the week in the news and saying like you know it's always a bit awkward going back to your old club you know like things have changed things are different they've moved on it's like the current group so you can sort of see where he's coming from with that but um, it's just yeah it's just funny to see because you know Adelaide's culture has been questioned since you know since that their grand final loss to Richmond in 2017 um, and that infamous pre-season camp and all that sort of stuff so um, yeah it's, it's interesting and I think they're a club in a bit of trouble just at the moment. Yeah, no, de- definitely in hot water. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying the Tigers were the sole reason for this, but after that grand final, they're clear. The club just sort of to be dismantled from within. Yeah. Um, the form dropped off. They didn't play finals the next season. Yeah, club culture questions. It's all, yeah, it's all a bit much for the Crows. I think they definitely need to sort of get something fixed within the inside of the club um, internally before they can start having any on-field success, I feel. so. Yeah, definitely. So for me, I'm yeah, I'm tipping Port for this one. Not just because of that, but because I think Port are a better side yeah. in general. But yeah, I think Port comfortably. Um, and I think they need to win comfortably as well just to you know, highlight their ambitions for the season because I think this is a huge season for Port as well. So I yeah. think they need to get off to a, a pretty uh, pretty good start there. I think Port are expected to play finals this year. So yeah. Coming yeah. out with a win, you know, after the break is definitely what they I need to kick the yeah. season properly. For yeah. sure. Yeah. All right. What have we got next? The uh... <laughs> probably the most uninteresting game of the set of the round, I should say. Um, unevenly matched. We've got Gold Coast versus West Coast. Um, the only real news coming out of this one is this West Coast's first game in the Queensland half. <laughs> yeah. um, West Coast obviously made that decision because they didn't. They wanted to try and make it harder for Melbourne teams again. Yeah. Still having to play interstate. Yeah. I mean, I know West Coast play their own home ground pretty well, but I don't think I don't see um, them dropping any sort of form going up in the Queensland. I don't think so. No, and I think this game is, um, yeah, going to be a little percentage booster for them for the start of the season. Yeah. Um, it could be, you know, how many goals is Josh Kennedy going to kick? You know, Jack Darling, you know, could be a big bag uh, this weekend for those blokes. So, um, yeah, I think West Coast quite easily there. Yeah, yeah. same same here. I we can move on from that one. <laughs> now Giants North. Yeah, interesting game this one. Um, I think it'd be a good t- good test for North after their narrow round one win and seeing if they are any good or um, that round one win was a um, a bit of a fluke. But we'll um, we'll see because the Giants had a very um, very big win in round one and they look they look very good. So um, 
and saying that I think it's a massive opportunity for the Giants to to make a statement um, and to you know really show everyone that they're one of the teams to beat this year. So um, and I think they will do that. I think they will win pretty comfortably um, against North, especially up there as well. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. no, I tend to agree. I think um, Giants will definitely get the win against North, um, but I think it'll be good for North, a good experience for North to try and really push one of the the top sides I mean uh, Giants are really expected to easily finish top four you would have thought yep. so to see North sort of give them a good test will be interesting I hope, they, hope they're able to do it yeah easy and then what do we got next we got uh, Sydney and Essendon at the SCG what are some calling it the Joe Danaher Cup <laughs> the Joe Danaher Cup which still baffles me that Essendon didn't let him, didn't let him go but anyway yeah, absolutely um, injury concerns for Tip and Woody over the week, he's done an ankle. They're not certain if they're going to fly him out to Sydney for him to play. How important is he to Essendon? Oh, that's a massive... If he doesn't play, that's a massive loss. Um, you know, like you saw last year when, when Tip and Woody was on, Essendon would you know, be a very hard team to beat. If oh. you know, wouldn't They probably wouldn't even lose that match if Tip and Woody was on fire. So I think he's yeah one of their most important players and almost a barometer for that team. Um, so yeah, that'd be a huge loss for the Bombers if he doesn't make the trip up. But... Sydney don't have Buddy, so it could might even things out there. But this is this is genuinely, um, you know, a flip of the coin kind of game. This one could go either way. Um, I think I'm going to go Sydney just because it's up there. I think the Swans might just get the win there. Yeah, it's it's a tough tough one to pick. No, I agree. I think this is, I think the Swans. I think purely their midfield. I find their midfield is a bit better than Essendon's. I feel like they'll be able to win the game through there. Um, even their four line with blokes like Isaac Heaney down there manages to find the goals. He kicked four in round one. So, no, nah, I think the Swans will take this one, but I don't think they'll do it easily. I think Essendon will give them a good run, for sure. Yeah, I hope Sydney um, win there comfortably, just just quietly. <laughs> <laughs> Makes two of us. All right, St Kilda versus Bulldogs. Yeah, it's an interesting... This is another another massive game. Um, obviously, the Dogs were, were very disappointing in round one. Um, they need they, to win this, don't they? Yeah, that, oh, they have to. Oh, but in the Saints, but, you know... Maybe not as disappointing, but they were still quite disappointing in round one. Um, but you know, dogs are you know tipped by many to, to push for the flag, so they need to um, they need to get a win on the board asap. Um, Josh Bruce against his old side as well. Yeah, be interesting to see how he goes there. See if he can come out and kick a bag. That'll be yeah. good for him, a good confidence booster for him for the new club. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think I think blokes even for the doggies such as Bailey Smith and Aaron Norton. I think they sort of in this game especially need to find a way to hit the scoreboard a bit and. You know, give the dogs give the dogs that confidence early to help them get over the line for this one. So, for me, I'm tipping the dogs. I think they're going to bounce back. Yeah, I reckon they'll take the Saints quite comfortably. But yeah, I think I think it's going to be quite a good game. Um, but yeah, I do think the dogs will will win that. And geez, there'll be some questions asked if they don't. I reckon. Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. I think they'll be looking internally if that sort of starts happening. What what's going on? Um, and yeah, another thing that um was in the news this week was uh, the potential of having crowds around to well a very small amount of people yeah I know the yeah. Giants were the front run front runners for this yeah um, I'm not I know I was talking about pretty much just corporate boxes being available and corporate fans being able to get tickets what do you reckon Ned? how do you reckon the AFL should work this if they do introduce fans I don't know it's a tough one like if, you, if you're letting corporates in are they, are they really fans you know, yeah, you know. <laughs> I guess the only argument is they do pump the most money into the. They clubs. do, yeah. They, yeah, the money's going to come in from them, but you know, in terms of making a difference at the ground, you know, they're going to be locked away in a corporate box. You're not going to be able to hear them anyway. So, um, but it's probably yeah, I guess small steps. You sort of can't let everyone in at once. Um, yeah, you're not. We're not. Yeah. We're not expecting fifty thousand 
Nah, not at all. So nah, but yeah, it'll be good just to you know. Least, no, who would have thought that would would have had anyone there in, you know, by round two? Oh, so. no, not a chance. Yeah. Three weeks ago, I wouldn't have thought anyone for the rest of the season. Now they're talking about having a grand final full of people. So. Yeah, exactly right. So um, things are moving quite quickly, which is good. It's beautiful. I think the Australian public's really handled it well. Yeah. So, no, it's good. So, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Um, and, yeah, who knows? And maybe in a few weeks' time, we might be able to start going back to it. Definitely. What do you? I know some people were talking about this. What do you think about a, a golden ticket type situation in terms of fans being able to go if you were able to win a golden ticket to the game? Far out. Depends what game it is. <laughs> <laughs> or even, even if even if every club sort of got involved and um, each each game was allowed a certain number of fans from each side and each club put yeah. a thing and enter a raffle. Yeah. Would you Would you be happy with something like that, or do you think there should be a bit more? You know, maybe only pick members, or do you want you should, maybe that shouldn't be so exclusive? What I'd, do you reckon? I'd think they'd have to award the members, especially the ones that have that still continue to pay their membership through this time as well. Yeah, I think yeah. they're the ones that should get first preference um, for tickets. Um, and yeah, maybe the long-standing members as well, like members that have been you know paid up for years. I think they're the ones that sort of that would deserve it instead of just raffling the tickets off and you know you might get someone who's you know a fan but like not as passionate as someone else yeah that, yeah, that yeah. gets before them so i'd find that unfair and like especially if the clubs want to reward you know the members for sticking around during yeah. during these times you got to sort of give it to them I yeah think. exactly and i know some clubs have really made an effort to sort of start um redeeming their fans or yeah. you know rewarding them i should say yeah um but i know a lot of clubs i haven't heard anything from some some clubs so it'd be interesting to see if they do do something like that even a members raffle yeah you know, still do the raffle idea, but maybe keep it just with members. Yeah. So. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, they're gonna yeah figure out different ways to do it, but I think um, Carlton are doing the uh, their names on the back of the Guernseys of members yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, they're doing that. Yeah, so that that's that's a good initiative from them, and I think more teams are gonna do similar things. Do something like that, and yeah. I can bet I can bet you now if uh, the season does come back with fans at every game that the the price of beer will go up through the roof, I reckon, just to make a bit of money back. Oh yeah, I think. Prices everywhere are just going to go through the roof once things get back to normal. Yeah, definitely. Which is expected, but um, you know, it's better than better than doing nothing, isn't it? Yeah, exactly right. All right, I think we'll move on to our engagement question for this episode. Um, who this week do we think is going to kick the most goals out of either Tom Hawkins, Charlie Cameron, or Josh Kennedy from West Coast? I think it'll be. I don't. Know, I reckon Charlie Cameron. I reckon a little small forward's going to. Kick a bag, who do you reckon? I'm going to go Josh Kennedy, only because they're playing Gold Coast, and I think, um, you know, I think he likes to bully up on the uh, on the lesser teams. Yeah. So um, I know he's kicked a bag of ten against Carlton once when <laughs> when they were quite bad. So and I'm sure he's uh, capable of doing that against the Gold Coast. So I think Josh Kennedy for me out of those three. Well, I think the ten against Carlton's a bit of a thanks for trading me type, yeah, type reward. Probably there, is. So. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, no, good, good call, good call there for sure. So, um, yeah, all the listeners listening at home, be sure to check out our Facebook and Instagram stories and vote and tell us who you reckon is going to kick the most this week. Perfect, and I think that's um, I think that's us done for this week. It's another wrap. I reckon yeah. episode two was went quite well. Training wheels are off. We're that's right in it. motion now. That's it. It's all happening now. Footy's back. Um, as I said, it's a great time to be alive, isn't it? Exactly right. What a time to be alive. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, as per usual, uh, appreciate all the love. So give us a like, a share. Please tell a mate if you can. And we'll see you for episode three.